0: Good morning. Please turn with me in your Bibles or follow along on the screen. We'll be reading from 1 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 19. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law. I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I might share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the run- runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Say with me, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever.
1: Yeah. Good morning. Let me, uh, if you can, just uh, pray with me uh, once more. Um, I don't preach very often, but uh, I'm pretty excited to preach this morning, as we talk about the gospel and, um, and and kind of while we're here at King's Cross and share a little bit about that. But um, I've got a lot to share in a little bit amount of time, so uh, please do pray for me and um, that I will get to the points I need to get to and not go too too long. Uh, if you can, but let's pray together. Uh, Father God, we we praise you. We thank you so much um, the the way that you love and care for us, God. We thank you for King's Cross that, that we can come here and, and worship and and just to really be loved by you and to um to honor you, Lord God. But Lord, as we um continue the series of the of the good fight, we pray uh, that that we're here to really um really to share the gospel with those that are in so need in this area, Lord God. So Father, I pray um. It's something that my, my family desires and, and, and here at King, King's Cross to be able to share the gospel with our friends and neighbors. And, and it's been a great um, church and, and way to, to bring people to Christ and know Christ. So, Father, as, we, as I share your word this morning, may you um, help me to articulate what's been on my heart and what's in your word, Lord God, and, and why Christ has even come into this world, Lord God. So, Father, we pray that you will teach us, encourage us, remind us, Help us to be focused and, and um, knowing the great truth of your gospel and those that are in so need of that. Uh, we thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Um, yeah, as, as uh, today the, the message is the good fight for the gospel. I remember uh, it was around this time before we started. I met with Paul. Uh, we were at Starbucks talking. Um, I was like hunting him down because I heard that um, there was going to be a PCA church plant here in the area. And, um, at the time, my wife and I, we were attending, a, a Korean American PCA church, a very big congregation. We had a lot of friends. Uh, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of things that, that we liked because, uh, we had a lot of our Korean friends there. We could go eat Korean food that was close by. A lot of, a lot of space for the kids to run around. And, um, and also I didn't have to like get up early and set up and take down. And, and so, uh, and actually we met with them, uh, this last night, just hanging out, talking. Um, but I, I told my wife, as we've been living here in, in Ashburn, we've been running into a lot of people that um, that that, have, that don't go to church or don't know about Christ. And we said, "Hey, if we brought these people to our church at, at uh, in, in Fairfax County at a Korean American church, uh, there's the, the parking is tough because there's like over like 600 members there. I heard, um, and majority of them are Korean Americans. So there's a lot of barriers." And I was like, this is, like, great. You know, at King's Cross, uh, you know, we're all new. You know, everyone's new. You know, uh, there, there's great parking, right? Uh, there's a lot of space. Got great coffee. Um, and, um, you know, you can't, and you don't stick around. We have to close shop here at 11 because that's our contract. So you get to, you know, there's a time limit on how can, And I was like, this is a great uh, opportunity for us to introduce. And I told my wife, it, it, it's got to be a sign from God. It's, uh, you know, Paul and Silas, right? I mean, like, there you go, right? The missionary journey right there. And our church actually started, this church started uh, September 11th. And my wife's birthday was September 11th. I was like, happy birthday, honey. We have a church that we can go. I still gave her another present, but uh, but uh, I was like, this has got to be the sign, right? We were supposed to be here. And it, it has been a blessing. Don't get me wrong, we've had our challenges. But as we've been able to bring people to, to, just, to just to know a little bit about Christ. It's been great. So as Paul shares all these events, I know there's a lot of events, but these events are opportunities where we can get people to come, not to just come to King's Cross, but just to get to have an opportunity to have a relationship with Christians and, and to know Christ. And it's been good. We've been able to have people come that, that have some bad experiences at church or that they can come here, or no experience at church, and it's been good for us. So today I want to kind of talk about about the gospel, how to fight the good fight of the gospel. There's three points, as all good pastors do, is the attitude, the approach, and the award of the good fight of the gospel. So one is this, is the attitude, right? The attitude. We see here Paul's attitude about the gospel. Verse 23, it says, I do it all for the sake of the gospel. It says, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessing." Throughout the whole thing, it always says that I might win more of them. And his whole thing is, I want to win people for the gospel. It's like I want people to know the gospel in itself. It's interesting here, if you if you, if you go back a little bit in, in the beginning of the chapter, Paul is kind of like sharing his right as an apostle to um that that he, you know, to, to say that he can share the gospel. And I'm gonna read a little, it's, it's a long verse passage, but I want to just read certain segments. It says this. It says, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle that I have not seen Jesus our Lord? Verse 3, this is my defense to those who would examine me, right? And then it goes down to verse 12. It says, nevertheless, we have not made use of this right as an apostle, right, to share the gospel, but we endure anything rather than put on the obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ, Verse 15, but I have made no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure my provision, such provision, for I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground of boasting. For if I preach the gospel that gives me no boast, no ground for boasting, for necessity it is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of of my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. So here is, is, is Paul's, Paul's basically like telling this, hey, I'm not going to just tell you that I'm Apostle Paul, the great missionary, the, 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 the man, but he just goes and says, hey, I'm here about, I'm going to be all things. It's not, he's not putting his reputation out. You know, um, It's not about the status. Instead of saying, he wants people to follow Christ and not who he is or what he's done. Um, you know, um, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18, while he's in prison for the gospel, he says this. He says, For some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The later do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, rather in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. So here, while Paul is in prison for the gospel, there are people preaching the gospel to really advance it for good, and there's those that are preaching it to make Paul's life difficult. But what does Paul say? It doesn't matter. He says, as long as the gospel is preached, and I rejoice at that, even if it's at the sake of, of trying to hurt me. And I think one of the the thing is, like, he's saying, hey, look, it's not about me. It's not about who I am. But it's about this. No matter what happens to me, it doesn't matter. And I think the point is that he is looking at attitude and not appearance or status. Sometimes we can be so focused on the appearance of a status of who we are that they'll follow that more than Christ. I remember in seminary, uh there's a, you know, we, uh you know, we... My my friends and I were were uh, part time like youth director, youth pastor, and we go play basketball uh, with the local guys and um and uh, local kids, youth group kids, and um and we have one guy. I mean, we're we're okay. We weren't like horrible, but we weren't like great, you know. As you know, it's a bunch of Asian guys. You know how how great can we be, right? So uh, so we went to the park. And, um, and, and my friend goes, Hey, you know, we, we saw some high school kids, and they're, you know, they look like they're in pretty good shape. And um, a couple, it was like three on three. And he goes, Hey, uh, you guys want to play basketball? And they're like, Sure. And, you know, it's like, and, and they're all pumped up. They're like, We're going to take these uh, older Asian dudes. You know, we'll take them, right? And, um, and so, uh, and he goes, Hey, we're, we're like pastors here. You know, we're like pastors. That, you know, let's go play. You know, I'm a youth pastor. So we started playing, and like, he, my friend that said that, like he was, was, like he was, he played really well. He played really well. And then we ended, he's like, man, I am so good. Like, I made the shots. All this. I was like, and then my other friend, I was like, well, you told them they, were, they weren't playing defense on you. They weren't, like, doing anything because they're like, we cannot make this pastor look bad, you know? And he was like, and, and my point is that sometimes we can be so focused on the status or the appearance that we have. But Paul had none of that, right? Because here in the Corinthian church, there was a division. And they really cared about who they followed or, or their position or status. This is what it says in the beginning of Corinthians. It says, this is what Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there, there be no division among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been re- reported to me by Cleo's people, that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you say, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos. I follow Cephas, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So here in this church, there was division on status, on, on, on where you were with, with either with spiritual gifts or, or, or how you were abiding by the law. But in here to the point, like I follow this apostle or disciple. And I think even in our, in our world here, I realize living here in Ashburn, we, we, there's this status or appearance that we feel we have to stick with maybe financially, because we're doing so well here. I struggle with this personally as a parent, as a parent. Like, I feel like my, my status as a parent depends on how involved my kids are, even if they don't want to be, either sports, academics, programs, whatever it may be. And I realize that what I forget about is, is, is I'm here to be a parent and not portray to look like I've got everything together. And that's what Paul was saying here. See, we have a God that cares that has an attitude of, of, of what he... He doesn't care about the appearance. It's the attitude and the purpose in the heart. This is what it says in Matthew about Christ. It says, Matthew chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, as, as he was reclining at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were, were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And here we see Christ, he doesn't care what people see, who he's hanging out with, these, the, the tax collectors, the sinners, the gluttons. He doesn't care about the appearance of that. But here is, is, is for the people that are not well. So what kind of attitude do we have as we see people, that we have a God who, could, who, who should be coming as the king of kings, with all the glory, glorious ways, but he comes and sits with the lowly and the needed. And Paul, has that, Paul is saying, "That's the attitude that we need to come with. It's not all the things, all the appearances that we have. Secondly is the approach, is the approach. We see here Paul says that he has become, for though I am free of all, I've made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. And so one of the approaches here we see is that he, to the Jews, he became a Jew. To, the, to, the, to those under the law, he became under the law. To those that were outside the law, he was outside the law. To those that, he was, that were weak, he became weak. And I think what he's saying here is that our approach to the gospel is that we have to have a servant-like attitude or heart. Our approach is to be a servant. That we are willing to meet people where they are at. That he was willing to meet, to be a Jew, to meet them where they're at. And that I think that is a key thing, is that we are willing to meet people where they're at. Is to be a servant, is that we need to be there. We also, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a famous missionary, Hudson Taylor, he was, uh, he was a missionary in China. He had started, uh, he was a missionary there for 50 years. Uh, he had started the China Inland Mission, which eventually became um, Overseas Missionary Fellowship. And, and he did something that was radical at the times. When, when, when they were doing missionary work then, what the missionaries do would go to another country, they'll set up their uh, area where they lived, and they'll do the training, and they'll bring people in and share the gospel. But what what Hudson Taylor did that was very different and people that that, that had been doing missionaries, like, you can't do that. So what he did was he would live with the Chinese people. He would live with them. And not only would he live with them, but he would dress like them. Like he would dress as one of the the, the native uh, Chinese there to share the gospel. Is that he would meet them where they were at. He lived amongst them. He put clothes on like them and met with them. And I think that's what Paul is saying here is that we need to approach them in that sense. That he says, he says, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all. To the Jews, I became as a Jew. To those under the law, I became as one under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, though I might win the weak. Is that we will meet people where they are. But also, we need to be very careful. A little side note here, it says this. It says, to those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, but not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. So even though as we meet people where they are, I see some college students, and you might have some friends that are partying or doing things that may cause you to sin. He doesn't say, to meet the sinners, we need to sin. No, right? So a little precautionary note is that we meet them where they are, but we do not break God's law intentionally on that. But is this, that we need to meet people where they are. Um, uh, before being here at King's Cross, my wife and I, we had to visit a bunch of uh, PCA churches in the area. And one of the churches we went to was uh, Emmanuel Presbyterian Church in Arlington, uh, which was an NPC-sponsored uh, uh, plant as well. And, um, and we had a great time. It was out in Arlington, in a nice area of Arlington. Uh, it was on the brand new uh, or newer campus of George Mason University. A lot of the grad students go there. And, and we went there to, to visit the church. It was a little hike, but, uh, you know, our kids, we had, we had one It was really young. And, and we went there, and we, we had a great time worshiping. And as we were worshiping, there was one lady there that just did not Fit in. I mean, you could just tell she did not fit in. It was in a nice part of Arlington. People were upper middle class, and this one lady come in. She had this little cart, like kind of like our communion cart, with her like stuff, you know. And we knew she was basically like a homeless person there. And but she had come, and uh, people were like, "What's going on here?" It's a nice part of town, Sunday morning. And um, and after the service, I was so touched. I saw Pastor Scott's uh, wife, Chris, and and she had brought her kids. Her kids were like, who is that? Everyone's everyone was like, and who is she? And everyone kind of knows. And she went over there, and, and she just greeted her, went to the res- re- refreshment, made, you know, made sure she had something to eat, and, and just loved her. Right? Is that we need to do that. I mean, that, that's what we're called to do. That's what we see Paul do that. Hudson Taylor did that. I think, and, and, and we need to do that. As I'm coaching my son's uh, um, basketball summer league, my, my brother-in-law said something very unique. I was, get, I was so angry at the kids. I don't know why, but I was telling them, I'm so frustrated with these kids. They're not listening to me. They're not, I mean, we won the game, and we won by a landslide. He's like, why are you so unhappy? I was like, because that's not what I want them to do. Like... I was like, I want them to pass the ball. Man, pass the ball. Stop, stop being a, a ball hog. Pass the ball to that kid or, or do these. I, and I did these plays. I was like, do the plays. I don't care how we win. Do the plays. He's like, and then he told me, and I kind of like got a little upset at them. And, uh, and, uh, and my brother in goes, Silas, they're 10-year-old kids. And I was like, you're so right. They're 10-year-old kids. So I went back, and now I do something. I was like, I don't care now, you know, like. Just don't get hurt. And, you know, uh, pull the kids that, take, that shoot the ball too much, take them out, put all the other kids in. And, uh, but, but we laugh now, but I realize, have you hung out with some people that aren't Christian and they just behave like non-Christians? And you get shocked. Like maybe their behavior, their humor, their decision-making, their moral values, they're like, and you're probably like, So disgusted. More with that. Like, how could they behave that way? How can I share Christ with them? Well, you know what? They're sinners. Just like 10-year-old boys are going to be 10-year-old boys. And those that we encounter that are sinners will be sinners. That we're not trying to make them into Christian behaviors. We need to approach them knowing that they're in need of Christ. And that's why they think that way. That's why they talk that way. That's why they do things that way. Uh, you know, um, I'm not like I'm happening I'm here at King's Cross, but uh, it was an eye awaking I'm I'm kind of glad I'm, I'm working um, in a secular world. In the actually in the construction world is a whole new world. It is a it's a different world, and I was like shocked. So I go in there, and and I, I've been in the field a little bit more often. And in the language, the behavior, it is. It was a shocking thing, but I realized, as I prepared this, I was like, I cannot look at them as if that. But I got to expect that things happen like that. But will you still love them? Will you approach them? Or am I too busy looking at their behavior or what they say and what they do? Is that we see here, what Paul says is this, is that he will be those He will will walk amongst them and love them for who they are, that they may be saved. They can win them for Christ. We see in Matthew 20, what Christ says is, verse 25 to 20, this is, but Jesus called called them to him, his disciples, and says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so with you but whoever will be great among you must be your servant, and whoever will be the first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Is that, that, that Christ, the King of kings, the Son of God, who has every right to be served, not only to be served, that, that every right that, that we should all come fully presentable to him, and he says, I've come to serve to the point I will give my life. I'm not going to be the Gentiles who expects this royal treatment, but he will meet us where we are. Lastly is the award part, and I kind of want to, in verse 24 it says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only receives a prize? So run that you may obtain it Every athlete exercises self control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lust after preaching, list after preaching to others, I myself shall not be disqualified. And here is this, this. This is a reference to the games that they had, Corinth. It was a very popular game, kind of like the Olympics of their time. And it lasted for three days. And what happened is the people all over will train all year round to compete in these events. And once they, as they compete, the winners will come, and they'll give this wreath. The whole crowd will cheer them, and they'll get presented their, their crown or wreath and here saying is that we need to live our life in that sense. I think the the, the 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 one of the obvious is that we need to persevere, right? And we need to be disciplined and, and work hard, right? In, in this in this race for the gospel. But I want to talk about the reward part. As I was preparing this and thinking about this race, it's, it's interesting. Is like these people compete. There were runners, there were boxers or fighters of some sort, and they would they would come they would practice and they will compete. And what happened is, in this year, we decided to do summer swim team with my kids. My wife said, hey, we should do summer swim team. I've had many warnings from from people here at church. I wish I would have listened to you. Uh, Because it's kind of like this, is that they train so much, but they compete in a short period of time. I mean, the race is less than like... Well, my kids are on the lower, t- it, could, it could be longer, but uh, it's usually less than a minute, these races. And, they would, and basically, uh, we sign them up, and then they swim every day in the morning, like summer in the morning, and my wife is forcing them to wake them up every day, Monday through Friday, uh, and they practice, or they, we try to get them to practice. And then when you go, you, they have a meet on Wednesday, and if you're good, you're on Saturday. But we go to these meets, and it is packed, there's like 400 kids, Plus adults, it is crazy in there. And, and they train for so much, and it's like 20, 30 seconds, right? right? 20, 30 seconds is like, oh, my gosh. And then you got to wait until the whole race, until their race is up, and then you can leave. But, but it's interesting, and, and, they, and they have four strokes in this. They have the, the freestyle, the breast, or the back, the breast, butterfly, and then they have the medallies. And, and there's one st- stroke I realize that is the longest stroke of the, of the swim team. It is, it is the heat stroke, which everyone competes in, right? Well, anyways, we go there, and, and, it's, and it's this. It's like they, they train so hard for such a small period of time, right? And here, that's what they did here. And I think part of that reward that he talks about, a, a, a perishable wreath, is like they practice these, these races. They, they're not going to last very long. Uh, if you've watched a wrestling match or a boxing match, they don't last very long. And they spend all this time, and I think Paul is saying that we need to spend a lot of time training and disciplining ourselves for that. But I want to talk about the the reward aspect of, of of sharing the gospel. One is this: it says he he mentions that they do it for a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable, and, and that wreath is, is 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 Christ. Is that we our, our reward is Christ, right? But as I mentioned to you, that these people will come into the arena and they'll be cheering them on clapping them, and part of the award is that that please from the crowd, you know, as well as that wreath. Um, we're we're doing a devotion based on uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism, um, and, and and we're doing a devotion over our, our during vacation. And I, th- I realized one of the uh, the awards and joys of sharing the gospel is the applause and the joy that we see from the Father. That we are competing and we're sharing the gospel. That way he has called us to. The first first question of the Westminster Shorter Catechism is what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Meaning that we get great joy glorifying God and living the purpose of God, which is to share the gospel. That there is a great joy in that that we may not all be Billy Graham and the amounts, we may not be first place, but the thing is that we are sharing the gospel because that is, the, that is what we are called to do. That is what God has created us to do, is to share the great joy and the love of Christ. Is that we live for the purpose that God has made us for. A couple weeks ago, I was looking through my, um, one of the places I like to shop is Lidl. Uh, if you cool it is It's is a cool little place. Um, and and, uh, and um, I was looking through that, and there was this little device in there. And, and, uh, and um, it, it's like a little, uh, it's a laser that tells you the distance where it points. And um, I, I remember a couple weeks I was talking with Pete, and he told me he got this great Father's Day gift. And that's what it was. And I'm, I think I'm going to buy it at Lido like next week because it looks so cool, right? Well, anyways, um, I was talking to Pete about that, and uh, it reminded me of um, when I do like You know, when I try to do some home improvement work, if you get to know me, like there's two, there's two things I have when it comes to fixing stuff. It's a multi tool and duct tape. I don't care how. First of all, I don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't want a lot of clutter, so I only use a multi tool and duct tape for everything: hammer, screwing, uh, tape, whatever. That's what I use. Uh, But one time, I went to Home Depot and bought this like um, it's like a little lever. Uh, laser level, and and, and, um, and you turn it on, and it's got like a vacuum, it makes this huge buzzing sound, like, and it's so loud. And so uh, my wife had told me, hey, can you put up some curtains? And, uh, and and I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. So I got it, and what happens is uh, you turn it on, and you stick it on the wall, and it just stays there. It just stays there. It makes the loudest noise ever. And then um, and there's a laser beam that just goes, right? Like a laser goes, and I was like, that is so uh uh, and, and you know, and I know exactly where that is straight and level, that the, cr- the rods are not crooked. right? Uh, and I would use it. And it was, man, it brought, it was like, that, that changed my way of thinking of tools, of multi-tool and duct Now I've got other tools now, right? to the point where, like, do you really have to buy that tool? I was like, well, that one incident, I use it. It brings so much joy, just that one time. I haven't used it in like years. And maybe the ladies, you're like, oh, I cannot relate like that. But, but I realized now, you know, um, after like a twelve about 12 years of marriage, I've realized, I always complained to my wife, why do you have so much clothing, accessories, right? Why? You know? And it's like, I don't know, but my wife would tell me like, when I get the right shoe for the outfit that she may wear like once a year, it just makes that outfit amazing, Right? And I was like, happy wife, happy life. Okay, go get those shoes and put it on. If it... And, and it's the same thing with us when we share the gospel that God has made us to do that. Is that when we live for that purpose, the great joy is not only that wreath of Christ that we get, but that we, it brings pleasure to God. That's what we've been made for. But not only that, Paul is saying to this church, it's, and I want to conclude with this. Is that it's not a battle that we fight by ourselves. It's a battle we do it together as a church, and as and Christ is behind us. You know, in the Barcelona 1992, the Barcelona Olympics, uh, in the 40 meter race, um, there was a, there was a, there was a gentleman who had ran Derek Redmond. He had run, he was running the race, um, and he was favored for that heat. And in the middle of the race, he had to, he had torn his hamstring, and he had, he would collapse. And, 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 and it was silent. The, the medical staff was coming to, t- to, uh, to, pull, to take him. He's like, no, I didn't finish the race. But what was, what, was, what, was, what, was, what was amazing is his dad would come out of the crowd, fighting off security to, to carry his son to the finish line. And once he had finished the line, it was the loudest ovation compared to whoever won for a second second. Is as we fight this fight for the gospel, one is we are not alone. Not only is God cheering us from the side, but when things get tough, he is with us, carrying us through. Not only that, but we do it as a church. That this fight is not just, God has given us a church as well. And later on in Corinthians uh, chapter 12, this is what Paul says about the body. He says, for just as the body is one, and as many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Verse 25, it says that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together that we fight this battle of the gospel together. I think that's one thing that my, my, my wife and I really enjoy about Kingston. We are so diverse here, but we are one in Christ. And no offense to CCPC, we love our, we love our brothers and sisters that say CCPC, we love to hang out with them and drink and, and hang out and eat and eat our Korean food with our chopsticks. It's great, you know. A lot of work, but it's, it's really good, you know. Eat our spicy kimchi, you know, which is a, a spicy fermented uh, cabbage that will keep your breath really bad for a very, very long period of time. we <laughs> realize that not many people, that, that is a hindrance to the gospel Sometimes. <laughs> But one thing that is great is that we come here and like, man, we can connect with some of our Ashburn friends that, hey, there's a group here for you. you there's a way you can fit in here. We're all different, but we'll be one. And this fight for the gospel, that God is with us, and it is a, it is a King's Cross battle together. Let's pray together. Father God, we, we thank you and praise you so much, God. We thank you that, that, that when you tell us about the good fight of the gospel, that it's not just simple words, but that, Lord Jesus, you have done it. That it is your attitude when you came here onto this earth to be like us, to be broken, to to be weak, to go through the struggles that we go through, Lord God, to show us how you love us so much. We thank you, God, for the example that you set, that you're not a God that just up above and expect us to just... But you are with us. You have come down with us to love us. Father, we thank you so much for the the way that you uh, share that example and just really care for us, Lord. Father, I I pray and I thank you for our King's Cross Church, Lord God. I thank you for the the diversity. I thank you for the struggles. I thank you for all the things, the opportunities that that you have provided us here at King's Cross to share the gospel. Father, we pray that, that as good athletes, help us to be focused, God. Help us to train. Help us to give us the strength, Lord God. Also, help us to see those that are in need of you, Lord God. And we pray that that we can win many, but but even if it's a few, we want to be people that share your word and bring people to you. So we thank you, Lord. We pray all this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.